0: Miles apart geographically, like minded philosophically. We love nerdy things, so we tap the wire to discuss them. Welcome to part two of the Tap the Wire. Halloween spooktacular... (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to do that the whole time. Just wanted to kind of make everyone feel comfortable right off the get-go, because I think maybe this might be a little bit of a spooky episode. Now, a couple weeks ago, if you listened, Aaron, Patrick, and I got together and did our annual Halloween spooktacular episode... And we shared some ghost stories and some scary stories that happened to us. And at the very end, I shared an EVP or electronic voice phenomenon from my days in a paranormal investigating group, a ghost hunting group. And I thought it would kind of be neat to sort of do a part two to that Halloween podcast and talk a little bit about actual ghost hunting as opposed to TV ghost hunting because it's quite a bit different from what you see on TV. And I thought, you know, we'll continue the the frights and the chills by giving you a, a, a few more of the audio clips that we captured back in the days of The Other Side of Life, which was the name of our paranormal group. Now, in no way, shape, or form do I want to look down upon or badmouth the paranormal shows that you see on TV because they, they sort of bring to light the paranormal, whether it be good or bad. It, it gives you a, a window into that side of life that's sort of mysterious. And some people believe it. Some people think it's all fake. But you know what? It's really not until you actually experience something that you can truly quantify the validity of a ghostly experience or witnessing a UFO or even a cryptozoological experience experience, which would be like your Bigfoot or your Mothman or or something along those lines. So, like I said, it's really probably at least 50-50. I, don't, I haven't seen the latest polls to know what the public believes and disbelieves in paranormal things. But I would assume it's probably in and around the the 50% range, if not a little bit higher, that the public tend to believe things of a paranormal nature. And as I stated earlier, the shows on TV, though produced for TV, give people a sort of an insight into an interest that they may have. And you may be entertained by them and and not believe them at all, which is perfectly fine. But, as I stated, you really don't get validity completely until you have a personal experience for yourself. So, as I stated, I wanted to talk a little bit about actual paranormal investigating versus what you see on TV. And the stuff on TV is great, but what you, the reality of the situation is a, a ghost hunt, for example, is probably about 99.999% nothing, where you would go into a alleged haunted location to try to validate or capture or experience the witnesses' claims of paranormal activity or ghost sightings. And, like I said, 99.99% of the time you're just sitting in the dark. Nothing is happening. You don't see any ghosts. You don't hear any ghosts. You don't get pushed or pulled or grabbed. And it tends to to really get boring. And that's kind of why you you sort of see I, I don't want to call it made for TV, but it sort of is on TV. You you You, you kind of get the juicy parts of the investigation on TV. And let's be completely frank with it. A lot of the times the stuff that you see that happen on TV are produced for fright effect and entertainment value on TV. They don't actually happen. And that's not just me saying that. If you read interviews or seen interviews with paranormal people that have been on TV shows, they admit that a lot of the stuff that you see on TV is created for TV to sort of build the suspense for, you know, you have to fill an hour show, so you can't just have a group of people sitting in the dark for 54 minutes and then have nothing happen, which happens most of the time. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't happen, because it it does and it has to me. I mean, I, I shared on the the last podcast uh, experience that I had when I was 18 with my deceased grandmother coming up and saying poor boy to me in the middle of the night. And as I stated on that podcast, I'd never met that grandmother. She died before I was born. So that's kind of the example that I give to people of if you really can't completely believe in the paranormal until something like that happens. Now, the other side of the whole TV paranormal shows thing is, is at least in my opinion, you really need to go that extra mile to sort of debunk stuff. Make sure what you're experiencing, what you're hearing, what is happening doesn't have some sort of logical explanation. And I will admit, when we first started doing investigations for the other side of life, every single voice that we picked up on audio or every picture that had a bunch of orbs in it or any sound that you heard, we immediately thought it was ghostly activity. And if you kind of, go through the whole situation, look at every nook and cranny and exhaust every avenue, you can kind of rule out a lot of the stuff that you see and hear and record as a logical explanation, or at least something that you can't completely claim as paranormal. But... On the other side, there's that, say, 0.001% of the things that you captured that you really have no explanation for and you can't debunk that really makes you scratch your head and say, Oh, wow, this is something here. And I do have a few of those clips that we're going to play for you later on in this podcast that I mean I, we had a lot of audio that initially we considered to be EVPs or electronic voice phenomenon or if you don't know what that is the the suspected voices of the departed that you're picking up on a digital recording device but as time went on we, we sort of figured out that Yeah, this even though we we go through these painstaking efforts to stay quiet, some of those recorders are so sensitive that they really could be picking up, you know, voices from another part of a building or even outside and or even picking up, you know, radio signals or cell signals or stuff like that. The whole the whole scientific bit of what we have floating through the air right now is sort of mind boggling, so I'm surprised we don't pick up more sounds from cell signals and radio signals and T V signals more than we already do, but there are a few or occasionally they just happen and even when they're like direct responses, they're just so hard to debunk and we have a few of those that we're going to share on this podcast. But before we get to them, I, I just sort of want to close the whole shop about the TV versus actual ghost hunting. And, and it's not to dissuade people from watching the, the the paranormal shows on TV because they are great and they're very entertaining. But if you have always wanted to do a ghost hunt or get into paranormal investigating just keep in mind that one it's very very boring as i stated earlier 99.999% of the time you are just sitting in silence in the dark and if you're you're, you're really being serious about trying to capture stuff you're you're taking extra steps to not chit chat, to not talk over a possible recording. you' you're, you're going well going through all the steps to try to to not contaminate a situation. And that's not to say it's not enjoyable to do. it's not fun to do because it is. if you're, you're really passionate, about it than that that 0.001 percent of the time when something actually happens it's very exhilarating and, and, and gives you some some gratification kind of in a spooky scary manner gratification but you, you get it knowing that you actually captured some sort of paranormal evidence so if it's something... And it, it, I implore you to try it. If it's something that you're you're thinking of doing or interested in doing, just keep in mind that it's not as exciting as you see it on TV. More times than not, it's nothing... I mean, I think of all the investigations that we went on, we only captured evidence at a couple of them, and we went... On tons of investigations, so a lot of times you will go and spend a whole night, two nights, whatever, and nothing happens. So if ghosts are real, which I tend to believe that they are, but if they are real, then they were humans at some time, at least we assume they were humans. And Maybe they just don't, one, maybe they can't always see us like we can't always see them. Two, maybe they just don't feel like talking or letting anybody know they're there. And three, maybe it's sort of a dimensional thing where they're not here all the time or we're not in their dimension all the time, and... Certain times we are, certain times they are. So there's no concrete answer to that. I mean, people can tell you all this stuff. You hear it a lot on TV that people have definitive answers, but nobody really has the definitive answer to ghost hunting. So if you're interested in trying, you know, go ahead and do it. Just, I would recommend... Either one first going on some of these places, alleged haunted places, have you know, chartered tours and stuff that you can go on. Maybe try one of those, or find a local paranormal group that is willing to take guests with them on investigations, and, and see what you think before you leap in with both feet and buy a bunch of expensive equipment and start ghost hunting on yourself, or or even for that matter. And this is something you really should consider before you take this suggestion. You could go to a local cemetery, but just make sure you get the the town or the the cemetery board's permission to be in there because a lot of times after dark they close and nobody's allowed in there. But if you can get permission and you can walk through a cemetery with a recorder and a camera and see what you capture and see what you think. And after you've done one of those three options and something that you enjoyed, then maybe you can look to to join a group or to start your own group and purchase some equipment. You can get them on Amazon or online. You don't have to get the the top of the line stuff right off the get-go. You can get fairly inexpensive cameras and audio recorders and stuff like that and software is easily obtainable and some of it is even free online like audacity and whatnot that you can use to edit and listen to your audio recordings so just a suggestion from somebody that used to 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 ghost hunt is for somebody that may be interested. So, that being said, let's share a couple of the pieces of audio that we captured in The Other Side of Life during our investigations. Now, the first clip that I'm going to play, we were at a funeral home in Michigan, and I'm not going to share the name, because they asked us not to at the time, and 10 years later I'm still going to hold to that promise that we won't share the name, but they actually contacted us through our researcher sharing stories about hearing voices from other rooms and stuff getting knocked down and whatnot so we went in there one night and and the only thing we were asked was not to go into the room where the, the bodies were stored so we we basically had free run of the chapel area and the the sort of leisure area and the, the garage prep area but we just couldn't go in the room where the bodies were at, which is perfectly understandable. And this is an audio podcast, so I can't share one of the pieces of video evidence that we were able to capture, but we have what is called a K2 meter. It's basically an electromagnetic meter that has a row of lights that lights up if if it detects an elevated electromagnetic field. And sort of the theory around ghost hunting, our spirits give off electromagnetic energy, which is sort of the, the explanation as to how they're able to appear or interact with you. And we have this video clip that the team members are sitting in the 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 break area or the sort of living room area and they have the the K2 meter set up on a couch all by itself and they did you know baseline readings to see if the 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 power sockets or light switches were giving off any readings and they weren't so they just they set the K2 meter down and they went and sat on another couch and they just started asking random questions to any spirit that may be there and at one point one of the team members asked it to if you're here can you walk over to those row of lights and make them light up and the second she said that they lit up all the way to the top and they all kind of freaked out a little bit and Kind of got level-headed, which I was thankful for. I Unfortunately, I wasn't in the, the, in the group at that time. I was off in another area, so... They got their wits about themselves, and they, they, they tested out to see if it was just sort of an anomaly of the K2 meter, and said, Thank you for doing that. Can you make it light up again? And as soon as they said that, it lit up a second time. So that was kind of strange. And then later on that evening, I was in that same room with the K2 meter. We couldn't get it to light up again, but I was asking with my audio recorder if they could tell us their name. And usually you'll you'll ask if you can tell us their name, then you'll pause and and give it a little bit of dead air to give it a chance to respond. And then, you'll, through your research of the place, you'll kind of get some names from the past that had either worked there or lived there or died there or something. And you don't want to say the name yourself because that could kind of invalidate any sort of audio clip that you get. You could say... That it was yourself or another team member saying the name that you wanted to hear. So what we tended to do is we would just give like the first letter of the name we were looking for to see if we can get the spirit to say their name or whatnot. Anyway, so that's what I was doing in this clip. And you'll hear me say, Is it C? Meaning, does your name start with C? And then you'll hear a voice that we pick up right after it. Let's see. And the voice is very hard to hear on there. And that clip that you heard is undoctored. It's run through a little bit of a noise reduction just to take out some of the the noise from the audio recorder, but It hasn't been enhanced at all. And you heard me say, is it C? And then a little bit of a pause and then a voice that I will play for you, the whole clip for you again, with it then looped and repeated three times. The voice looped and repeated three times to see if you can hear what we all hear. Is it C? And as I stated, we ask a, a singular letter to try to get them to say the name, and what you hear me say is, is it C? Does it mean, does your name start with C? And what we think we hear is a male voice saying, you'll never know. So I'll play that the amplified version for you to again, see if that's what you hear. And I know a skeptic would look back at that and say it could just be another team member saying that, but we sort of have strict rules when we're doing at least audio recording, trying to capture stuff on audio that only one person speaks at a time, and we had designated times for each team member to speak. So it was sort of a strange audio clip that we couldn't quite explain, and when we shared it with the, the funeral home owner, she was really surprised because she, although she had no proof, she said she always got a feeling that it was a, a woman Spirit that she was experiencing in there, and she was surprised to hear a male's voice that we picked up. Now, this next audio clip that we're going to share with you comes from an investigation that we did at a private residence, and the people asked us to come in because they actually... It's really creepy that they said nothing really happened in the upstairs in their room, but they had kind of made their, their basement, and it was a full-size basement, and kind of half of it was sort of a, a downstairs living area, and the other half of it was a, the child's playroom. Turned it into this cool little play area for their, their child. And in full disclosure, I'll be honest with you and say that the the husband was not on board with us coming in there, but the the wife is the, the person who contacted us and wanted us to investigate. So he wasn't excited about us being there whatsoever. So much to the fact that, that we asked people if we could have... The place to ourselves for the evening if they could go away for the night. And, you know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So he absolutely refused to let us investigate the house without them there, which is perfectly fine. We just asked them, you know, to to please be quiet and don't speak, don't do all of this. And they did a good enough job at it. But her claims were. When they were in the basement, their son was always talking to somebody in his play area, and she kind of got spooked by it because at some point she claimed she kept seeing sort of things out of the corner of her eye that her son was interacting with, but when she turned around, nothing was ever there. So she did a little investigating about the house, and she learned that one of the earlier residents that lived there had died in the house, so she was curious as to whether the the spirit of that deceased former resident was still there. So we went in there, and we, we set all our stuff up. We were doing an audit. We didn't capture anything on video, unfortunately but we did capture a very interesting piece of audio, or a very interesting EVP. And you'll hear our team member ask, how old were you when you died? And she gets a response immediately. It's very quiet, very low to hear. So I'll play the initial clip for you right here. How old were you when you died? Now initially you might think I didn't really hear anything but there is a voice right after you hear her say how old are you and we'll play it for you again and then as before we looped it 3 times so you can hear the voice that we think we captured and maybe you can tell us what you think you hear how old were you when you died now that is sort of a case of a what we called a b-class evp because it was so quiet and so far down in the auto you didn't want to do a lot to to kind of bring it out and destroy it a little bit but what we think we hear it is after she says how old were you when you died we think we hear a male voice say who are you Could you hear that as well? And maybe you heard something else. But very interesting and very creepy nonetheless. Now the final clip that we're going to play for you is what we call a standalone recording. And what we mean by that is sometimes you just set up audio recorders in rooms and just kind of leave and see if you can pick anything up without anybody being there. And we were at a golf course of all places that had all sorts of reports of hearing bangs and hearing voices when nobody's there. Nobody really mentioned seeing anything, but they always heard all these strange noises and voices and stuff going on. And on our research of this place, we found a lot of interesting history within the building. It had gone through many changes. It's a couple different golf courses. And before it was a golf course, it was a farm. And one of the golf courses, really in the 60s and 70s, was known as a, a very rowdy party place, and a lot of alleged nefarious things happened as far as sexual deviancy and rough roughness and fights, and just kind of uh, kind of got a little bit of a shady reputation behind it. So. When we went in and we set up all our stuff, we decided to set recorders up in certain rooms where we were told that they were hearing things a lot of, and we set one recorder in the upstairs where people said they were hearing voices all the time. And we completely left the building for probably about, I'd say, a good half hour to 45 minutes, so nobody was even in the building. It was completely locked up. It was completely empty. And we didn't think anything happened until the next day when we were reviewing the audio and we picked up this voice in the upstairs when nobody was in the building. And as I stated, there was nobody, including the group members, even in the building at the time that that voice was captured. So it was really kind of creepy to hear that when we were reviewing the audio the next day. So, what do you think it said? I'll play it for you one more time, looped twice, so maybe you can figure out what they say. Oh my. Oh my. I really don't think I need to ask everybody out there what they hear because it's pretty obvious that everybody hears a voice say come help me and that was, we got a lot of interesting stuff in that investigation we actually investigated it all together probably three or four times and some of the stuff we were able to debunk but Clips like this are hard to debunk when there's absolutely nobody in the building whatsoever. So there you have it. A little bit of spooky audio from some of our ghost hunts back in the days of The Other Side of Life. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, don't forget to click subscribe follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at tap the wire. Aaron, Patrick and I will be back next time to talk more about all of our favorite nerdy goodness. So happy Halloween everybody from all of us here at Tap the Wire. <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to do that again was I?